0: Father, we just love you this morning. We thank you, God, for the opportunity we have, God, just to come as your church body and just to be with you and to lift you up. And Father, we just pray that you were just honored in the songs that we sing this morning. We just pray that you'd open our hearts to hear the message that we're going to hear this morning. God, speak to us through your word. Have your way in us and do what you need to do in us, Lord. We love you and we ask these things in Jesus' name. It just dawned on me. I walked in church today with a white jersey number ninety-nine and I don't know what I did with this. Has anybody seen it? I was gonna use it this morning as an illustration. Is it back there where I laid my Bible? Yes. Oh. Thank you. Please be a runner. Let the SWAT guy do it. He can run faster than you can. Thank you Bill. So in a few moments I will talk about this. Getting old has many many issues. (laughs) In forgetting where you put the one piece of the puzzle of the message you have Somewhere where you don't know where it is, is is one of the issues. What'd she say? Was she mean? Was she mean? Oh, she can be mean. Was she mean? I mean, I've been doing that a long time. I've been doing that 37 years, but I finally get me an excuse is what I've got. Yeah, um, a matter of fact, when I walked in today I, and saw this, I, I told Sean, I said, you must be on ADD medicine. Because <laughs> this is not how my brain works. All those other years is how my brain works. This is very orderly and calming. <laughs> you want to come live in my head for a week, don't you, Laura? Today, we're going to have a revival. Today, we're going to have a change in direction for some. We're going to have an aha moment for others. We're going to have a, you got to be kidding me. I'm hearing a little feedback, Bill, please fix it. I um, uh, know that a lot of us grew up in churches and either directly or indirectly what we learned from going to church was what you can't do you can't do this you can't do that you ought not to do this this is wrong this is sin this is against our rules this is against our behavior and we have conditioned ourselves that basically our christian walk is what we can't do others have Been able to go and hear and understand that it's not what we can't do that drives us and moves us, but it's what we can do. It's what we get to do. It's real simple this. I didn't have to get up today and go to church. I got to get up today and go to church. Right? I don't have to read the Bible. I get to get up in the morning and read the Bible. I I don't have to do this. I get to do this. I don't have to live a certain moral life. I get to live a certain moral life. Now, the results, I suppose, at the end of the day are the same, but the motivation is different. The motivation is different. It's what I get to do. And when you read through the scriptures, you see when you kind of put it all together, and I'm, I'm going to try to pick out those struggling because there's squirming going on. So hopefully, I can find something that's going to come from the right perspective to help a little bit. Is in all the scriptures, it's, it's what we get to do we get to believe, we get to trust we get to obey, we get to hear, we, we get to struggle, we get to suffer for Christ. You know, the Apostle Paul said it was a pleasure to struggle for him. We know that because he said, when you get to heaven, you realize that all the struggling you did here on earth pales in consideration with the glory of heaven. So, regardless of how difficult life is from a man's perspective, from the perspective of Almighty God, it's a gift. Life is a gift regardless of the struggles that we have in life. And that is because of Jesus and what he has done for us, what he continues to do and and who God is. Now, we're going to not talk about Absalom today. We're going to build on that and uh, we'll get to him in a couple more weeks and we need to talk about Absalom in 2nd Samuel chapter 15. It's going to be a good one. But today look at John chapter 5 verse 16 through verse 20. The Jewish leaders were focused on what you can't do. The Jewish leaders were focused on what you ought not to do. The Jewish leaders were always trying to find someone doing something wrong. Jesus was always working to find someone doing something right. Those are two different things. Now, if your school teacher is always looking for you to do something wrong, they're not much fun. But if your school teacher is always looking for you to do something right, you really do like them. And you probably learn more from them than the teachers that are always trying to catch you to do something wrong. Now, let me tell you how I know that. Because the teachers that, I, I mean, I did something wrong probably every other 10 minutes or so. You know, I broke the rules. If they told me I couldn't do something by George, that's exactly what I did. And if they would just kind of just chill a little bit and wait for me to do something right, then they'd come over and say, Lee, I can't believe how well you read that. This week's weekly reader. Not once that you get out of your seat. Not once that you jack around with people next to you. You sat down and there was obviously something in that weekly reader that you really enjoyed. And I sat there and once you read your weekly reader and I see that you have filled in all the right answers. Yes, ma'am. I enjoyed this week's weekly reader. You know what would happen next week? I couldn't wait for Friday to come around and get weekly reader. And I'd open that weekly reader and I said, Boy, I sure hope Ms. Hill's watching me today. Because that week I'd done, done enough wrong for Ms. Hill to just be all over me. And I just was looking for something I could do good once that she would reward me for, that she would comment about how well I did on something. And so. I do know that I am conditioned that I do better when I get to do something. I do better in life when I realize that my choice is I get to do what I should do. Because it's my nature to struggle with that and do what I don't want to do. So now in Christ, I want to do what I get to do. I want to do what I should do. I don't want to stand around and think about what I can't do, what I shouldn't do, what I ought not to do. So in some of these scriptures, I look at that. And I look at the scripture and I see the scripture that says, Thou shall not sin. And I look at that and I go, yep, it says that. But if that if that context is says, "Thou shall pray," guess what I focus on. I get to pray, and, and guess what prayer does for me. It helps me not sin. It helps me not sin. Now I still sin. I sin. I make mistakes. I displease the Lord. I'm not perfect. Things happen from time to time. And I have to go to the Lord and say, Lord, please forgive me today. Because I know that I did not do what pleases you. Okay? So, probably for most of us, we are either on the side in our religion, so to speak, of what we can't do, what we shouldn't do, what we ought not to do, Versus what we get to do, what we might want to do, and what we are able to do. Okay? So it, just kind of keep that in your mind a little bit. And, and let me do a few minutes of talking to you that I, I hope will help with this. Let me ask you a few questions Do you want to have fun in life? Do you want to laugh? Do you want to experience unusual happenings? Do, I can't read my writing right here, so let me, <laughs> let me work at this in just a moment. Do you want to see things happen that satisfy your soul with lots of ahas? Yeah, do you, want, do you want to see things happen in your life that satisfies your soul with lots of, oh mys. All right, good. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. <clears throat> so the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. So Jesus replied, all right, let's get on down to it right here. Here is the nitty gritty. The Jewish leaders are harassing Jesus for doing things they believe he shouldn't do doing things that ought not to be done. You ought not to do that on the Sabbath. You ought not to do that. You ought not to wear that. You ought not to say that. You ought not to be that. You ought to not wear your hat in church. You ought not to, you know, uh, whatever it is. You know what all those ought are. We've lived with all those ought My grandmother told my dad that playing baseball on Sunday was one of the greatest sins you can ever commit. They farmed Monday morning through Saturday night. The only time they were ever going to get to go play baseball was after church on Sunday afternoon. And my dad reasoned, how could that be sin? You know, how, can, how come me and my dad, who love to play baseball, and all the other guys get to go play baseball on Sunday afternoon, how can playing baseball on Sunday afternoon be wrong? Baseball's not work. Baseball is play. And my dad said later on, he said, I wouldn't have fought going to church so much on Sunday mornings, if I knew that after fried chicken that I was going to get to go to the field and we were going to get to play baseball until we couldn't see the ball any longer. But that was my grandmother's mindset. You can't have any fun on Sunday. No fun on Sunday. You go to church... That's right. We go to church on Sunday. What do we do after church on Sunday? We have fried chicken. What do you do after fried chicken? You sit on the front porch miserable. (laughs) You better not play cards. You better not play dominoes. You better not play catch. You better not run through the fields. You better not go fishing. You better not go. That's having fun. You can't have any fun on the Sabbath. You go to church. You hear how bad you are. You listen to that preacher talk to you about sin. Talk to you about what you're not doing right. Talk to you about how bad your heart is. Talk to you about how good you need to be and you're not. And then you go home and you eat your fried chicken and you clean up. And, and you, if you get to take a nap, it needs to be a miserable nap. <laughs> because later on, after my dad had conversations with me and he knew I had a calling and he, I started preaching. And he would talk to you about some of those things. He said, son, you play, you do things on Sunday? I said, yes, sir. Go to church, what do you do? What are you gonna do after church? Said, I don't know. Don't watch them cowboys. I'm gonna yell and scream at that TV when they don't know what they're doing, right? I'm gonna go play. Would you go fishing on Sunday? If they're biting. Sure will. Would you play baseball on Sunday? You bet. You bet I will. I was on a fast pitch softball team a lot of times. You know, we, 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 uh, I'd go to church on Sunday morning, and if we were still in the tournament Sunday afternoon, I, I wouldn't play. They needed me for this championship game. <laughs> I was young then. I didn't forget the church. <laughs> but that's how these Jewish leaders were. You ought not to do that on Sunday. You ought not to never have any fun on Sunday. You ought not to have fun at church either, by the way. Don't you dare go to church and have fun. You sit there and you be sure you don't laugh. And if anybody says anything that makes you laugh, you choke it down because it's sin to laugh. (laughs) But Jesus replied to the one telling you what you ought not to do, what you can't do, that you shouldn't do on the Sabbath. Jesus replied, My Father is always working and so am I. And so what Jesus tells these religious leaders who says you shouldn't have any fun on Sunday, He said, I got news for you. God is always at work and so am I. That includes Sundays. That's what He was telling me. You're going to miss out on a lot here, religious man. You're going to miss out. If you're all about what you aren't supposed to do, if you're all about what you can't do, if you're all about pointing out the sin in other people's lives, you're going to miss out because my Father is always at work and so am I. You need to understand that. The Father works on Sundays. Jesus works on Sundays. We might be miserable on Sunday afternoon, but the Father's at work and Jesus is at work. And when we get that through our mind, when we have an understanding that we wake up in the morning and we wake up in the morning and say, the Father is always at work and Jesus is always at work, I'm going to wake up today, I'm going to take my shower, I'm going to brush my teeth, (coughs) I'm going to put my clothes on, I'm going to go to work, and I'm going to go see what the Father is doing, because the Bible says, He's always at work. That's fun. That's fun. Jesus is always at work. That's fun. I get to go to work, my work may not be fun. I may have a job that I've done, gotten tired of, and I, I, that job's hard on me, but getting to see what the Father's doing and what Jesus is doing, now that's fun. And so every day ought to be an exciting day. Every day ought to be an opportunity. Even Sunday. Go play baseball on Sunday. All right? Come to church first. They go play baseball. That's fun. That's what ought to happen. How we got to Brazil? All right. Now, verse 18 says, "So the Jewish leaders tried to all the harder to find a way to kill him, for he not only broke the Sabbath, he called God his father, thereby making himself equal with God." All right. Boy. Those wonderful, delightful words that I have just used that that came from the Scripture says that ought to bring joy and fun in life. My father is always working and so am I. The Jewish took it. Let's kill him. Let's kill him. He said we can go play baseball on Sundays. Let's kill the rascal. He said we can have fun looking at the things He does, seeing His his work. Let's kill Him. By gosh, you can't have fun on the Sabbath. And He called Himself God's Son. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by Himself. He does only what He sees the Father doing Whatever their father does, the son also does. Verse 20, For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. On the Sabbath, by the way, is the context. For just as the Father gives life to those He raised the dead, so the Son gives life to anyone He wants. So the Father's always at work. Jesus is at work too. The Father does His work. He shows His Son what He's doing because He loves Him. And and I don't know how it works in heaven. I don't know what the dialogue's like. I, I ain't been privy to it. I'm going to get as close to the throne as I can get so I can kind of understand what's happening up there one day, because I want to know how this is going on. But somehow or another, this is going on, son, son, look what I'm doing in Alito, Texas. Get on down in there, get on, Get get, get, get some of that, get in on that, father. The Father's at work here. The Son says, My stars, look what you're doing. I'm going to join you in that. Guess what we do as God's children? We see where the Father's at work. We recognize that Jesus is at work there. And we get us some of that. That's fun. That's exciting. That's what the Lord does. Last year in Brazil, first day, all the guys are coming up there. Marconi. Is Marconi here today? Good. I've, I've had enough Marconi for a few days. <laughs> I, I can only tolerate Marconi for about a week. He stretches my Jesus. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, lo- I do love Marconi. But enough's enough Woo! enough. Walks up to me and he says. He, I'm his pastor. He'll tell them all. I want you to know that I sit in church at a certain place, you know, he knows jujitsu, so if anybody tries to hurt my pastor, I'll protect my pastor." I went, good, I want you to be in that right place. So we're over in Brazil, and, and from where we put our stuff, walking up those stairs, walking up to a place where we eat, walking around there with me going, okay, Marconi, okay, Marconi. Okay, Marconi. Marconi, I don't know. Marconi, I had no clue. Marconi, leave me be for a while. We've been together already for 24 hours. You drive me crazy, Marconi. (laughs) Here's what he was saying. Pastor Lee, Pastor Lee, just like in Brazil, just, I mean, just like in Portugal, just like Kyle does in Cambodia. I want so bad to go to Brazil and share the gospel in Brazil. Will you help me do that? Marconi, I don't know a soul in Brazil. Where would we go? I don't know. You know more about Brazil than I do. I don't even know if the Lord wants us to go, Marconi. I have no clue. I don't know, Marconi. I tell you, Pastor, it would be. Marconi, you got to let me alone for a little while. (laughs) I I grabbed my little. They they have what their barbecue is big, thick pieces of bacon, bacon sandwiches. It's not as good as it sounds. (laughs) But we like it. We enjoy it because you eat what they put in front of you. That's why I gained 10 pounds this past week. So. I get my plate of thick bacon sandwich. No bread and butter pickles, you can forget that. Don't know that bread and butter pickles would help it either. And, and I look across the way there, and there's a guy sitting all by himself. And, and, and with me, typically if I'm somewhere, and if I see someone sitting all by himself, that's my assignment. I, you know, if there's 10 guys around that are all laughing and cutting up, he, I don't, I don't care about, they go do their deal. But one guy's sitting by, himself, you guys at school, y'all see a kid out there sitting by himself, go, go see him, go see her. And so I go walking over there, and I sit down by this man, and I said, you speak English? He goes, yes. Good, my name's Lee Brewer. We haven't met. He says, My name is. Good, we sit down. We start talking. This is your first time at camp, isn't it? He said, Yes, it is. I said, Where are you from? Because I know Porto and different places, and I want to know what team he's from. He said, I'm from Brazil. (laughs) It, it, It happened. It happened. Where in Brazil are you from? He told me. I said, what are you doing over here? He says, oh, my family lives in Brazil. I'm here on vacation. Well, what are you doing at our camp here today? He said, this guy told me about the football camp. He said, I play football in Portugal, so I just thought I'd come to camp. I just go, hang on one moment. Don't move. (laughs) I get my sandwich knowing that I'm done with this young man. And I said, anybody seen Marconi? And now I'm looking for Marconi. Somebody else is back. He said you were tired of him. I said, I'm no longer tired of him. Where is he? No, that didn't happen. It'd been funny if that had happened. That didn't happen. That did happen. And so Marconi comes running down. I said, Marconi, go talk to that guy there. He goes, what about? Just go talk to him. Who is he? Go talk to that man. Right there. He goes and talks to that guy and they have a long conversation and I go eat my big thick piece of bacon and try to chew it the best I could with my dinosaur scissors or whatever you got in there trying to eat that thing. And they get through talking and about an hour later, Marconi comes and he runs over to me and says we are going to Brazil and I said we are where we're going he said oh I don't really know but between me and him we're going to get it done the Lord's at work here this is my prayer this is answered remember I was telling yes you've been telling me for hours I get it that's where we're going We said, okay, good. Now, I have not been part of any of the conversations. It's been Steve Seabury and Marconi and the people in Brazil. And I may be wrong about this, but the place that we ended up going is like 2,000 miles from where that guy lives. (laughs) He wasn't even there. (laughs) I, I don't even think the plane goes there he wasn't there I don't even know who he is I couldn't pick him out in the lineup my father is always working and I too am working what took place I, I, I got a guy now this guy's a believer by the way that, that, that Brazilian going to Portugal to see his family he plays football he's a believer I'm going to send this guy to Portugal. I'm going to send him 7,000 miles. I'm going to send y'all 8,000 miles. And I'm going to put him at a table. And, and I'm going to send old by Because Lee, every time he sees somebody sitting by himself, he'll walk over there and he'll say, You speak English? And, and he's going to say, Yes, they do. And, and I'm going to make Marconi drive Lee crazy. And it's, it, when the first opportunity comes that that guy says he's from Brazil, Lee is going to see how that works, the connection, because he's done that so much in his life. And that's all Lee is going to have to do with that. Because life is fun, life is exciting. I sometimes get to see things that I can't explain, and I can't explain to you how it was that I had my big piece of bacon on a bun, and I walked across that deal, and there was only one guy that I could see sitting at a table all by himself. And then... Communications start going on, and somehow or another, the phone number wasn't the same man, and the phone number wasn't the same deal, and we end up going 2,000 miles away to a place where God wanted to do something only God can do. All right. I've got three minutes to tell you a 45-minute story. I'll do my best. Now, I personally don't know where we're going to stay I don't know what's going to happen. I understand we're going to coach one team. And then I find out towards the end, Steve says, man, y'all, y'all are staying at a lake house. And here's some pictures of this lake house. And I see this lake house, and I think, I'm glad I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. We're going to go. We're going to coach football. And somehow or another, we're going to share Jesus with these guys. That's what we're going to do. And that's exactly what we did. We shared the gospel, we shared testimonies, we taught them, that's what we did. The gospel was shared over and over and over. Here's my story. Now, the Brazilians don't understand going to bed early. I don't know how they live. So you started practice at eight, you practice till 11 o'clock, after 11 o'clock's over, we talked for 45 minutes. To get from the town to the lake house was an hour and a half. we get to the lake house, and one of the players, Mama, Aunt, and Grandma cooked for us. we get there, they had fresh, fresh bread, and they had this and that and this and gravy and... Oh, uh, 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> you can't disappoint. You've got to love these people, right? Well, I, I'm, I'm so exhausted, so I wake up real late one morning. And uh, I'm out on the little deck. Now, the, now I'm going to tell this so I can tell you a story later. Susan and I are watching a show three or four weeks ago. And, and there's this scene of this lake house and these trees and and these, these hillside, this beautiful mountain scenery. And Susan says, I'd love for us to be sitting right there on that dock. It was that place. I sat there and went, if I could get my wife down here, she'd stay with me another 50 years. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was so pretty, if Oprah Winfrey saw that play, she she, she spend 4 or $5 billion for it. It's beautiful. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely gorgeous. And, 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 and I got me some coffee, and I got my second Samuel out, and I got my little note-taking job, and, and I'm down there, and I'm reading, and the aunt comes out. She don't speak English. I don't speak that Portuguese stuff. She comes down, and she looks at my Bible, and I look at her and smile. How you doing? You know? And I went, I'll tell her the best I can that that's, I'm reading the Bible. That's what I do. And she says, to Samuel. I said, Donald Trump. <laughs> she didn't think it was funny. She didn't understand. You read to Samuel. She said, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute she calls her nephew over, come on over, sit, sit here. And he he, he said, Pastor Lee, my aunt has some questions for you. Okay, let's go. She didn't have any questions for me. She started with Hannah and Samuel, and she told me the whole story that I've been teaching y'all I was laughing, and I thought if I would talked to her two months ago, that would have been a better sermon. If I would have known that piece of information, that would have really worked out better. And she's just going through, and she's telling me the whole thing. And we sat there for a couple hours. And by then she says to her sister, come on over. And we sit out there, and they have a Bible study with me. They have a Bible study with me next day we're all sitting out there i'm thinking about what they told me i asked the lord i says, lord it's obvious the lord's at work with these ladies it's obviously they're your children it's obviously they're believers and it's obvious that they're really excited that they found out that we're believers i could tell that and so i said I, I, I said to Marconi, go get those ladies, bring them over here and tell them I won't talk to them. So he did, he said, "Come on, come here." And so they're all sitting down. I said, "Ladies, I want to talk to you." And I start talking to them. I want y'all to know that the Father is always working. And Jesus is always at working. And I started sharing. Tears came to their eyes. They started just looking at each other and just like, yes, 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 yes. And then I get through sharing just the theology, part of what I share with you. And then they share with me this. They would tell Marconi, Marconi would put his head down and shake his head and go, he just, what'd they say, Marconi? Let me get my thoughts. He was emotional. He said, "Thee. these three ladies have been praying for this football team. These three ladies say they love these guys on this team. They have them out to the house all the time. They have the defense come, they feed him. They have the offenses come, they feed them. They've been sharing the gospel with these guys. Some are believers, some are not. They are. Heartbroken. They are heartbroken for these players. And I went, okay. He said, now listen. All they heard was that a bunch of American coaches were coming to teach those guys football. And they were really, really, really happy about that. But the Jesus part, they did not catch. And when they heard that Jesus, who is always at work, sent football men to come and help their guys learn how to play football, they were rejoicing. But when they found out that they, the, the main reason they were coming was not to teach football because none of the guys that came really care less if the guys learned how to play better football. What they really care about is that they learn about Jesus. Marconi said, could you see how the food changed? I said, Marconi, I sure can. He says, Lee, they went nuts. They 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 have been rejoicing, they have been singing, they have been praising the Lord. They they said that that we have answered a 10 year long prayer for them. Wow. <laughs> Curtis did that happen? Amen. It sure did. Now Jordan, you weren't there. You were getting a tattoo. But did that happen? <laughs> Did that happen? Yes, sir, it did. It did happen. Marconi may never come home. He will tell you it happened. You know, if Marconi finds him a Brazilian chick, he ain't coming back. (laughs) The odds of Marconi finding a chick is pretty slim, so I think we're all (laughs) I was going to tell you the story about that, but it'll have to wait because I've done taking my time And I think the Lord has said to you what He needs to say to you. You want to have fun? You want to laugh? Do you want to experience unusual happenings? Sometimes you got to put up with Marconi. Do you understand that? I don't mean, Marconi would tell you that, that I love him. He would say, he would tell you that I love him. He knows I love him. So I can talk about him like that. Okay? I'm, you that don't know me, I want you to know, I love Marconi. But a day or two is enough. <laughs> but I love him. But if you're going to see unusual experiences, you may have to put up with things that you don't want to. Do you want to see things happen that satisfies your soul by lots of ha ha's and oh my's? Then every single day, acknowledge before your living Lord who wants you to live life on things that you get to do, not that you have to do. Father, you are always working. And Jesus is always working. Father, if by your grace and your mercy, if you'll just let me see some, I'll be satisfied. We love you, Lord. You are worthy of our praise and worship. Lord, you gave me a wonderful aha, oh my, my goodness. I am undeserving. I did, I did not do one thing to earn the privilege of getting to see you Bless those ladies so much. Lord, every one of us probably thought we went for the football team, but part of why we went was for three of your wonderful women who love you and who pray fervently and have a heart for those guys and Lord we all know with our heart and mind this is not with you an unusual happening it's not something that happens every now and then if we will only rest in you we will see that that same kind of thing happens right now here lord for invitation this morning i pray that if you lay on anyone's heart to come and kneel here at this altar if they will just come to say from this point on they just want to live on the things they get to do and no longer have to do that they will come right now and pour their heart out to you pan is going to play the spirit speak into your heart right now and between you and the Lord that's how you want to live will you come before Almighty God we're not going to make a big show of this we're not going to get carried away we're not going to do anything but just let you have an opportunity to make a visible presentation between you and the Father that from this moment on you're gonna live the Father is always working Jesus will you come and kneel and talk to your father who loves you with all his heart you want life to be fun you want ha-has you want meaningful things you want to see the Lord work will you come and kneel and and maybe for some that means breaking the chains of some religion it means new thoughts new attitudes new direction just a switch from what I ought not to do, from what I get to do. Will you come and kneel and pray? Come now, that's what God's put in your heart. Play for us, fill up, and people may come. Just give you an opportunity before we take up the offering. Who needs to come and make that commitment to the Lord? I just want to live for the Lord, man. I just want God to, to know that I'm His. And I just want to do the things I get to do and not focus on the things I have to do. God bless you for coming. I know He's gonna change your life, which is that one small thing. You know, we're not bad people. We're not people that are the wretched that, from, that the world talks about. We love Jesus. But every now and then we focus on what we have to do rather than what we get to do. And it can kind of sour us a little bit. It kind of makes us bitter. Just just an opportunity. The Father loves you. He's here in your prayers. You've been praying for your team for a long time, and, and you're excited that the Lord is gonna send some guys to help them learn how to, how to shed blocks, how to defeat double teams, how to catch the ball, how to throw the ball, how to punch a guy in the neck so he can't breathe for two or three plays. You, you just knew that. But all of a sudden, your father loved you so much that he did what that Ephesians says, he will do far more than you ever thought about. And he sent Jesus' people to you. He's always sending Jesus' people. He's sending Jesus' people to Vancouver. He's gonna send Jesus' people to Portugal here in a little while. He's gonna send Jesus' people to this building tomorrow to minister to 500 kids, and we get to. There's way too many three-year-olds coming. We get to love on them. We get to share with them. What a privilege it is to get to know that the Father is always at work. And Jesus says, I'm working too. Come to church and honor me and love me and let me praise you then that afternoon, go play baseball, go bake that cake, get on that front porch and just laugh and laugh and laugh at how wonderful your life is. That's what our Father wants. That's what Jesus wants. He wants us to see the beauty in the small things that he does. He wants us to be blown away with the big things he does. My, how God loves us. My, how God loves us. My, It doesn't matter where we live. It don't matter how good it is. It don't matter how bad it is. It don't matter how difficult it is. It doesn't matter how stressful it is. My, oh my, how God loves us. Maybe today you'll get to eat a big thick bacon burger, (laughs) and you'll do your best to choke it down. But Just keep your eyes and your ears open. Someone might come along, and through that one encounter, God's gonna do something that brings Him glory and honor. My, oh my, how God loves us. Blessers, come, let's take up our offering. We give you praise and honor this morning, oh Lord. You're worthy of all that we can give. In Jesus' name, amen.